I'm Rena Lazarus, and this is The Barneys Podcast, the show that celebrates fashion, style, culture, and most of all, personality. I'm the VP of Creative Services, where I oversee all the visuals that Barneys produces. And I have this thing where I only recently found my haircut, which is weird because I worked in fashion for over 20 years, producing and overseeing fashion shoots. I've been up close with hair and all the people who cut, shape, and style it for more hours than I can count. But the cut that I think really defines me, a sort of curly bob with bangs, only happened like just two years ago, and it totally changed my life. Before then, I just didn't feel right in my hair, and I'm not alone. Me personally, if my hair is not cut right or styled right, I don't feel confident. That's Sally Hirschberger. When my hair looks good, I feel hot. I feel sexy. Sally has cut hair for the biggest celebrities of the last four decades, from Joan Jett to Tom Cruise to the Meg Ryan shag. Her iconic cuts change the way we all wear our hair. But the crazy thing is, it almost didn't happen. I never even wanted to be a hairdresser, but— uh, You didn't want to be a hairdresser? No, 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 no. What, what did you want to do? My dad was an oil man. I, I just thought I'd live that life. You know, my family had money, and so I partied with—I had older brothers. So the pretenders would be at our house. Joan Jett and I were hanging out at 16, like, very closely. We actually dated. And um, we got arrested. I mean, oh. it was wild. <laughs> Deborah Harry. I mean, I was hanging out with all of them. And These I are literally my idols. Right. Well, wow. All of them. So basically, long story short, my dad, oil crashed. I believe it was in the 80s. Right. My mom and dad divorced. We lived in Beverly Hills that he lived in Kansas. And I got into hair. I went into hair because my friends kept saying, you're so into hair, like my own hair. I went in for my own personal, like, you obsessed. know, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm obsessed with hair, but it's really my hair that I was obsessed with. And so everyone's like, you should do hair. I'm like, oh, all right. So I went to a beauty school down the street. And then I worked for a guy named Armando. It was a small shop. There was only like eight hairdressers in L.A., the hottest of the hottest. Like they did David, David Bowie, Harry. everybody, everybody. And so um, Olivia Newton-John, Ar- Armando did, and he, she was going on tour, let's get physical, and he couldn't do it. So he goes, take Sally. You know, I was like 18 or 20, and I was partying then. And she took me on tour. I go, this is cute, like a private jet. And, you know, it, was, I, it felt like home. You know what I mean? My right. dad bought the first Learjet ever made. So, you know, I was used, I was like, this is comfortable. And at night I go do her hair and then party while she performed. You know, it was easy breezy. So tell us about the Meg Ryan shag. Okay. We did that for a man. Was it French a, Kiss? French Kiss. The script called for disheveled hair because she's, like, traveling and, you know, she doesn't—she's not be able to do her hair. And so Meg and I, together, would just chop it. What made it, I think, so iconic, it made short hair cool. It just had that right sexy shape, messy— I know shape. You know what I mean? Like, you can't get too round. People still can't even master that haircut. I die. I'm like, because you have to know the right angle. Have you ever had a bad haircut? A gazillion times. I'd say nine, 80% I get a bad haircut. Not so much anymore now that it's long. And I know, you know, they know what I want. But when I had short hair, it's like a nightmare. I actually had trained someone for four years 
And he's the only one that can still cut my hair short because he knows that taking out the weight because all these people that were trying to make Ryan thing got motherish. Right. You had to make it cool. Right, Yeah, exactly. it had to have, and I, you know, I did Joan Jad and all that. Like, it's just the right, you know, kind of thing. So that's exactly. how it evolved. And what techniques do you use, scissor techniques? Is it, do you use, do you ever use a razor blade? I do, but I start with scissors. I'm very precision. I mean, if your hair for me is not cut even, ultimately it's not going to fall. I just had someone fix my haircuts because one guy like did the chopping chop. And I said to another guy, "Do you, he's a barber and I saw how technical he is. He works at my salon. His name's Carlos. He's a genius. I just hired him. And I was like, can you do women's hair? He goes, yeah. And so there was a, it like didn't blend all the way down. Hair needs to kind of blend. If you leave out like an area, it's just not going to tumble onto each other. It's like a building. Right. You have to do the foundation right. And then I go in and chop into it and frame it with the way that it should be. But one thing women always tell me, even though I'm expensive, that my haircuts last forever. They can go easily six months without a haircut. Easily. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that hair is one of the most important things about the way you look. It's the first thing people notice about you. I agree. If it my sets hair, your style. Yeah. It, it could change your wardrobe. It's everything. When And Herb Rich used to tell me that. And Annie. They don't care about makeup. They could give no. a shit. They don't even know if it happened or not. And they might kill me. Well, he's <laughs> gone, but she... But the hair, it's like her would say to me, stand here, stand behind the camera. And he would just like, you know, I'd flick it. If you look at, like, I actually post a lot of this recently on my Instagram, like old iconic shots with Cindy Crawford and Tatiana and Carrie Otis. And they're iconic moments. You know the picture with all five girls yes, naked? Yes, I do. I do, actually. Yeah, we did that. That At Herb's house, you know, we all hung out together. And then Tatiana would show up, and, and he goes, we were already shooting one of them. And he goes, see her, sit down, cuddle up. And, you know, I just, like, you had to take the hair and just whoosh it and flick it. And, you know, and it made something, something. Exactly. If the hair's not right, it can ruin. And I've always felt, me personally, if my hair's not cut right or styled right— I don't feel confident. When my hair looks good, I, I know I can, like, I feel hot. I feel sexy. You know what I mean? So can you tell us a story of what it was like working on set with Mr. Stephen Mizell, for example? Yeah. Um, Stephen Mizell, I remember the first shoot we ever did was, it was an Italian Vogue cover. And he had me watch a movie of how he wanted the hair to look. And then I get there. I'm a little nervous. You know, it's Pat McGrath. And, you know. And Steve and I were friends. And so he literally sat as close as we are and watched me cut Lisa's hair. I don't know why I'm Was drawing Lisa play. Winkler? Yes. And if you look at that Italian Vogue cover, I gave her like, you know, where you just connected here, like a cool shag, but a long yes. shag. And he watched everything. I mean, how intimidating is that? Like, so that was my first experience. It's a really cool shoot. It's one of my favorite shoots ever. And we did um, four Italian Vogue covers with every single model, 50 of the top models oh my from God. different eras. So it's from Christy Turlington, Marissa Berenson, 
They were like, and he goes, and I just, what I'm known for is doing them on set. They'd always be like, don't touch the hair. I'd be like, I'm going to fucking, I got to prep the hair. <laughs> I got to fix the, you know what I mean? So Stephen and all of them hired me because they knew I could give it that moment. And you do it fast. Oh, I'm like faster probably than anybody. And it's like the end result Like is- I could just take your hair right now and just give it that like thing that makes it where people want your hair. God. Who doesn't want that? Right. <laughs> Every day of our lives. <laughs> right. But, you know, so that's what they would hire me for. They didn't want a lot of preparation. You know, when you work with Steven, you're going to get, he will make you iconic. He makes you so much better than you are. He, he understands everything from styling to hair to makeup. He really has yeah. knowledge of, of everything. everything. Sally, what is your favorite haircut that you gave and to whom? I love the Meg, you know, when it's just like shaggy. I mean, I still like that. I love the choppy bob that I gave her. I love the haircuts that I gave, you know, Cindy Crawford and Tatiana. I did all their hair, you know, like that long layered full hair. Right. Those were I kind of iconic, that totally. 80s hair, you know. Um, and then one iconic cut I did do that... Um, was a mistake was Tom Cruise flew me to I did his hair for like 15 years for all the Mission Impossible short long and he flew me to London I was super jet lagged I went straight off the plane and cut his hair to give him a new look for Mission Impossible I cut his hair off for Top Gun that was the first time we met he had long hair from Legends oh, right. he was the hottest and he was with Rebecca De Mornay in my salon I was like I didn't want to cut his hair he's, I love a guy like and who's 20 and gorgeous with long hair. And I'd, he kept going shorter, shorter. So I cut his hair off for Top Gun. So for Mission Impossible, I put the wrong, he doesn't even know this, I put the wrong blade on and it went totally like buzz, like tight, tight, tight. And he goes, and it made it really butch and, and tough. tough. And then it made it a huge trend for men who were losing their hair to shave their head. Men did not wear their hair like that. That is so So that true. was really iconic. It's and, still to this day. Yeah, and me, that's where that came around because they saw Tom Cruise shaved his head and you could see skin. Right. And no one wore their hair like that. You know, so he, he you know, Tom's so open. He was like, oh, wow, it's short. I like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so cool. And that's how it happened. That was a an iconic moment for me. I mean, I have a million iconic moments, one with Hillary Clinton, but that's another day. Um, but wait, why can't you tell us about Oh, Hillary I can. Clinton? Okay, you want to hear oh that story gosh, really yes, quickly? Please. Okay, so I go, Anna Winter and Anna and Annie really want me to do Hillary for the cover of O with Paul Carvaco. This was like 12, 13 years ago. And she had the Frederick High Buffon. And they're like, Annie's like, I can't. Like, we can't have that hair. And so... Hillary finally agreed that I could come there and do her hair on set again. Thank you very much. You know, that's not an easy thing to do on set. And I just had my texturizing 24K paste, but it didn't even have the name on yet. And so you see oh, this wow. tub of paste. And she comes downstairs and she's showing us around the White House with the thing. And a ton of people, I'd done the bushes the year before. Nobody was around. Like she had an entourage with her hair people and they're all watching me and finally Hillary sits down and she's like this and I go okay I'm just gonna put a little bit of this in your hair and break it up and I start to touch her hair and it's like my hands are getting like I'm breaking up teasing you know 
And Paul Carvaco was, he was a stylist at Vogue, was like, I was dying because you were start calling her Hillary. You know, when you're in the White House, you know, there's a decorum there. And I'm like, Hillary, you know, and I was asking her about the martial law. I, you know, I was asking her political questions. And um, I really broke up her hair and pushed it all back. If you look at the cover, it's went from this, like all pushed never, back. And you've like never saw her like that. Never. So she then all of a sudden goes, she had to go put on a black turtleneck. We're both wearing black turtlenecks. And she goes, hey, Sally, come upstairs with me and blew off her hairdresser and all those people. And I then started going to the White House for her big things quietly. No one knew. One time I forgot my driver's license. I'm at the airport. I'm like, I'm going to see the president. I need to get on the, you got to, you guys got to let me on there. She's getting photographed for Time Magazine. And I became her hairdresser forever until she became the senator because it wouldn't have looked right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like $1,000 haircut, you know. Um, she, she was definitely, bar none, my favorite favorite person I've ever worked on. You know, like just the, no one saw that side where she cracks up and she likes to gossip and, you know. Love her. Love. I but, love you know, her. it was a fun, right. that was the highlight of my career. That was the highlight of your career. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So one question I have for you is what what can a customer expect to experience in each of your salons in terms of the atmosphere, okay. the vibe? Right. <laughs> They're so different. But they I'll are tell different. You, oh, my God. Um, I'll start with downtown because that's the first. Um, downtown is very edgy, young, but classic. You know, it's not too trendy, but it's wearable hair. But they're younger stylists down there. Actually, downtown has the best talent I've seen since the 80s when I had, you know, um, Tracy Cunningham, all like the big colorists and people at that one salon in L.A. It's that again, you know. So if you want something like cool and not overly expensive and it's a cool vibe. Right. That's that salon on 26th Street. If you want to go to 71st and Madison, I do that with Sharon Duram. You know, get the Kennedys in there. It's a it's a much it's a much more upper class, like very elegant. It's not old lady, but it's elegant and it's rich. You know what I mean? Right. So then Barney's. Right. Why Barney's? You know, I I got a phone call. And they mentioned it to me, and I'm like, God, that's such a good fit. Because we're, of any store, that's the one I, you know, go to. And I saw the space, and I was like, I like how intimate it is. Right. And I said, you know, just paint it white. I put up my art. It's very VIP, right. and it's my team. Barney's is downtown meets uptown. I brought my team from downtown and a couple of people from Garen like Garen Orbe days right. that can really do hair. And then you have my downtown that do a different kind of hair. Right. It's a very fun, intimate space that reminds me of when I first started. Oh, I love that. Right? I love that. I mean, that. everyone's loving it. It's my favorite place to work right now. Because I'm going there right now. I, I right after this? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. There's something you have to come visit me. I will definitely come there. But you'll see what I mean. I play the music a little louder. I always walk in and I go, you guys are like grandpapas. They're young. And I like give it a little notch. Because so. that's the thing with a salon. It really, there's always a vibe mm -hmm. and there's always an energy mm -hmm. from, the, it starts with the music and the people. Yeah. 
And the stylists. Yeah. People always say, God, I love coming here because it's like fun. You know, it's fun. I don't want to go to work if it's not fun. It's serious but fun, so. Where do you find inspiration? I find it like, that's a good question. It just comes from inside, I think. And and I, I know what I how I like to see people look. I like people to look a little sexy and not sexy like Barbie doll sexy, but more like not even androgynous, but a little more like, you know, like natural. I like right. natural. But, you know, when I think of the people I got to do, you know, like just with movement, I like hair to exactly. move. I like it to feel like it's just naturally fucking gorgeous hair. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, do. I don't want to look think like a hairdresser made it look like that. You still do photo shoots. Mm-hmm. You're cutting hair in three different salons. How do you balance for now? Excuse me, of course. <laughs> and I have a few more coming, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> How do you balance all of this and your quality of life? It's actually really easy. I'll take I'll tell you my hair care is what's daunting for me. 24k. 24k all day long. I mean that because I, I'm the main owner. You know, most people, when their name's on it, they don't even own it. I own the vast majority. I am all over that. So that's what keeps me up at night. You know, it's a lot of work. Um, going to the salons is like the icing on the cake. Right. Like, I can't wait to get up there. I'm going to do Jack from Jack's Coffee. He's single and really cute. I don't know what you're doing, but... <laughs> Everyone has a crush on him. You know, I have, I like was with Show Me Fallon today. It's fun for me. We talk, we gossip, uh, you know. So that's like the icing on the cake. Right. And what surprised you most in your career? Um, you know, I'm not some, I get excited over great things happening, but so much work comes into that before it even happens. Like my contract with John Frieda started at, teeny weeny and then gail federici who was like the brains behind the company and i became very close and so i just started creating and i got i made the most money any hairdresser's ever made with a contract i can't even say but it was millions million that to me was like seeing those checks come in that was cute i like that and but I worked very hard. Like, my agent didn't get that for me. You know, I did that. And that was a moment. But I'm always a person who doesn't sit still in success. That's probably one of my issues. You know what I mean? I'm, I, it's nev- never enough. So um, Keeps you driven. Yeah, when people go, aren't you proud of your success? I don't think like that. I, I'm not done yet. So, Rena, the producers just asked me if you'd be willing to meet Jack and get set up. <laughs> um, sure. Are, oh, you're, you're single? I'm single. Oh, yeah. you should come by. All right. What's you fine? might like him. Yeah, why not? Okay, cool. Oh, my God. I've set up a lot of people. And this will be like podcast part two somehow, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> to find out what happens. Oh, my God. That's so funny. The Barneys Podcast is produced by Barneys and Transmitter Media. If you like what you hear, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find us. Thanks for listening. That's a, that's a good question, guys. All right. <laughs> How funny. <laughs> <laughs>